Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. We are but a day away from the return of FPL. Here we go. Uh, we're delighted to be joined by Joseph Emmett, drummer from the Amazons, wine connoisseur and all-round good guy on today's show, talking about post-boho totness, life in lockdown, all things Reading FC, and if Jamie Vardy were a wine, what would he be? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover. We are still in season two, despite our little protracted lockdown break, and I believe we are now on episode 28. So I'm joined by Will, as per usual. Hello. And we've got a very special guest on this week, so I'll do a little intro. He is the powerhouse behind the drums for Berkshire's finest rock group, the Amazons. Uh, originally from Top Ness, he has the pleasure of sharing both a music teacher and a stage, Pat Bellamy from Muse. He set a bus on fire for his band's debut album, and he's seen his beloved Royals walk out to one of the songs he wrote, which must have been amazing. He's been a busy boy during lockdown, so we're going to tell him a bit more about that. But his current biggest challenge is to guide Show Me the Manet out of the relegation zone for the Fantasy Football Hangover All-Star League. We're really, really pleased to be joined by um, Joe Emmett from the Amazons. Joe, welcome to the show. Hello. How's things, mate? How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm ready for football to begin again. Yeah. I'm really ready for some sport. I've been literally gasping for the horse racing to start for something to watch, and that's been on the last couple of days, so that's been quite nice. It, it's such a void. You really don't realise quite what you've had till it's gone. Um, but, yeah, I think everyone is just counting down the minutes to Wednesday, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And there's been some weekends where I've sort of woken up in the morning and thought, oh, love to go to the pub and watch some football this weekend it's just that's when it lockdown has hit me the hardest when i've <laughs> realized that i can't go to the pub and i can't watch football like, uh, ah. has anyone got any plans for wednesday any elaborate kind of outdoor projections or garden parties or anything no my mates invited me around on saturday for for an outdoor shindig but um uh, yeah i don't know about i'm just trying to think whether the my twins are going to their uh, child minders on Wednesday so and my wife's working from home so I, I might get away with just like having it on yeah you might how old, how old are the twins Joe uh, they're 19 months now oh wow yeah um, so yeah my wife's back at kind of what she was furloughed and is now working from home again uh, as of today so I can kind of hide away for a bit and leave her alone which means I might get away just watching football and then yeah, that's I've got I've got a slightly different challenge. My my kids are ten and eight, and they sort of have a passing interest in football. They don't mind playing a bit, but they're sort of not they're not that into it. And to try and ask them to get through the whole game is so hard. So you sort of have to try and put the TV on while they're in another room and hope they don't come in and see the TV on and then demand it has changed. Oh uh, yeah, I've just got hey Dougie all the time at the moment. That's it, just <laughs> constantly. Awesome. Hey, it's not sport, is it? That's for sure. No. <laughs> um, so have you been keeping across your fantasy team at all, Joe? Or has uh, it been left a little itch, left unscratched? Um, do you know what? I hadn't really looked at, looked at it that much um, until this came about again, um, that we were supposed to do this. Um, 
and uh, I've, I mean, I'll get into more detail about what I've, what I've done, but let's just say it needed an overhaul. Yeah. A serious overhaul. I'm scrapping at the bottom here quite viciously. Yeah. And have been for some and have been for some time, I think. Well you had a you had a very solid start. I was looking at your uh, game week history and you had a very solid start. You played your uh, what, uh, your triple captain in game week one. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever played Monopoly against me, you might understand why that is. I'm a bit controversial when it comes to kind of deals and things like that. I like to get in there early and just, you know, try and <laughs> but it went well for you. It was Kane, Kane triple captain, thirty nine points. I mean, that's a pretty decent one, really. Yeah. It could go worse. I'm just trying to see the um oh, the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sixteenth, aren't I? My yeah. my main aim now at this point is really to be above Max Hellier from Umi at six. That's probably my <laughs> that's only aspirational. Yeah, at the moment, that's kind of if can just get above him. I'm not going to get anywhere near John from Idols, I don't think. No, you're you're really kind of losing the um, the drummer war. We've got a lot of drummers in our uh, in our league, yeah. and I mean, and Woody Woody's just about in reach, isn't he? He's not too far yeah. ahead. But I know his uh, peers shot right up the league. I had a look this morning. He's overtaken me. What what's happened? We used him propping up the bottom. Yeah, Piers from Boxer Rebellion is our top drummer at the moment. So, uh, uh, well, yeah, I'm just, uh, there's no hope for me there, <laughs> really. And do you know what? I will tell you something about this. This is the first time I've actually done the fantasy football thing the whole way through. I usually get tired of it, and I'm usually not very, uh, evidently not very good at it. But uh, this is the first time I've actually week, you know, weekly kind of tried to make an effort to to really make changes. I was plagued by injury for quite a while and couldn't really climb back from uh, a few really dreadful transfers that I made. And, you know, I think that's where it's all gone wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, we, we have. So, so Joe, tell us a little bit about um, what have you been up to during lockdown? You, so you and actually the whole band have been pretty busy, haven't you? Well, we've... Uh, the lockdown kind of came at a good time for us because we'd just come back from the States and um, everyone was kind of sick of each other. So <laughs> that that came about and we thought, like like everyone thought, it was like, how long is this going to last? It can't last you know, as long as it has. So we thought we'd be back writing, rehearsing stuff quite quickly. But, you know, as that hasn't happened, Matt's been writing a lot for, you know, working on new music for album three um we've been doing some cuts some isolated covers and things like that um as a band which has kind of kept things ticking over um yeah so bits and bobs yeah i saw the reaction to the, the month of may cover the rk fire song that was excellent really great cover we kind of we had that i remember doing that cover for annie mac and then we were like oh, i think that's gone pretty well and then not really thought anything about it and then um, I can't remember why Matt dug it up. Oh, it was because it was the anniversary of that song for Arcade Fire this year, yeah. this May. Um, and we listened back to it and we were like, oh man, we've got to put that out. That's like, that's, that's like good content to put out for one, because it was May and two, <laughs> because we love Arcade Fire and we love that song. Um, and so we had to kind of get clearance from the BBC and stuff for it. But thankfully they said, yes, we could put it out and use it. So I'm glad about that. It was, yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah, I love the artwork for it as well. That striking sort of haunted house image, really. That's yeah, doesn't it? That's Chris has been really busy, kind of forming a, a little uh, side hustle as uh, doing artwork for other artists and been doing posters and stuff. Um, and he did that. Yeah, knocked that artwork up pretty quick actually. And yeah, it's really great. On a personal level, you've been uh, you've launched uh, Vine and Winel as well yeah. tell us a bit about that okay yeah it's um so i actually started it uh, a while ago with a really good friend of mine we came up with this idea once um after a few bottles of red wine and we were like you know can you actually like pair music and wine is it like is it can you go through some kind of scientific process to do it or is it just based on kind of like when you're in that moment and in that time and that was the premise of it, but um, nothing actually really came off it after that conversation. We kind of tried to form it into a podcast and it didn't really work out. Um, and then me and a friend of mine, another friend of mine, Freddie, who is a wine buyer for the Wine Society, got talking and he was like, during isolation, was like, do you want to do a, a, a live on Instagram? And, you know, you can talk about some music and talk about wine and what you've been up to and I was like yeah cool so we did that and then um we were like oh that went pretty well maybe we should like make this like a weekly feature or a monthly feature to begin with um and then we did a couple of more a couple more of them and there seems just kind of people seem to be interested in what we were talking about and you know the premise for it now is that I'm kind of as a an amateur enthusiast in wine I'm going on this he's taking me on this wine journey like my kind of Yoda sensei in the wine world um and then I'm kind of trying to broaden his horizons in like in music and give him recommendations to listen to and it's it's like it's really fun we look forward to it every Wednesday and um you know I'm trying wines that ordinarily I wouldn't probably pick up because like most people I'm a creature of habit I tended to go for the same sort of wines like Malbecs and things like that but he's like really opened my eyes up to like some like amazing parts of the world that are making some really great wine and actually off the back of this whole thing I've actually started doing uh, a level two WSET course which is like the industry uh, uh, qualifications in wine because I've oh, got wow. nothing else to do with my time. So <laughs> I figured like I might as well learn about something that I'm really enjoying learning about at the moment, try and get something out of it. So that's so uh, cool. So how do you do, how do you do that sort of course? Is that an online thing then? Yes. Yeah, so it's five weeks of five modules. Um, and it's not too it's not like it's not uh, too intrusive on your life. It's literally I've been doing some reading this afternoon and do it like working through a workbook and um and then you got you have an exam at the end of it so yeah five weeks of, of of work and you can do it um kind of as you please and what fits in with your lifestyle which is quite nice and then you get to like a level two which is kind of intermediate level of being able to pair wines and taste different wines and know how they're grown properly and the kind of viticulture and stuff like that it's real it's just really interesting i'm like bang into it at the moment so striking whilst the iron's hot i love that that's so good yeah, rich, that's and I, rich and i have both been brewing uh <laughs> over lockdown 
with oh, varying no. results, actually. I think Will's have got a lot better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it for about a year, um, and I've probably done four or five batches. Okay. Uh, let my, my lockdown batch is definitely my best. But I love, I love the it. science. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love the science of it. I'm not at all scientific, but I do like the, you know, sort of experimenting a little bit. And, yeah, uh, totally. That's weird. Learning as you go. Yeah, I think it's the science that caught me out. My prep was was woeful on my first batch. I ended up with one one beer that exploded in the night. We thought we were being robbed. <laughs> the, the neck shot off in left in then on the ceiling, kitchen in beer. And then oh. the flavour was into like a, a lemon washing up liquid. Oh, uh, so, so you ended up with right. moonshine. <laughs> yeah, um, but being the absolute reprobate I am, I, I did still drink most of it. Yeah, yeah what a way. <laughs> I always like, oh, I don't want to tip 12 bottles down the sink. I just tip four, drink the other eight. <laughs> it's absolutely savage. So, Joe, um, Wine and Vinyl is Instagram, Wednesday, 6pm. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, um, we're just going to carry on doing it like that. The, the format for us works like quite nicely. And depending on how much each of us have got to say, it can be anywhere from like half an hour to an hour. And, you know, eventually I'd like it to be a podcast, but want to try and create a bit of a I don't know a little bit of a culture around what we're doing before we kind of go there but yeah Wednesdays six o'clock on the Vine and Winal Instagram page yeah tune in listeners that's excellent so we should test your knowledge a little bit if that's all right Joe would you, you think you could pair footballers and wine <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I said to you the words Jamie Vardy uh, what oh. would spring to mind what would Jamie Vardy do? The leading one, actually. I actually, Jamie, actually, know what? I think, I think Jamie Vardy would be a Gruner Veltliner from Austria because they actually they they bottle the Gruner Veltliner with a little bit of CO two, which gives it a slight sparkle and a little bit of a pop when you open it. Just a really small amount. That's really fresh to drink, and um, yeah, it's, it's 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 at the top of its game at the moment in terms of. Uh, where the Austrian winemaking scene is for sure. So that, that's what you wanted, right? That's what you yeah, wanted. I love it. <laughs> Fine of mine. I thought you were going to so come good. out with a blue, a blue nun or something there. So. <laughs> that's absolutely fantastic. Um, so, Joe, you're a big Reading fan and um, been watching them many years. Well, what was it like? Um, this, was it the 2017 season when they were playing Black Magic as the walkout music? That was so surreal for us. Like, we can't even remember like where why it happened or where it came from or I don't know someone at the club who decides what happens to the playlist must you know must have seen that we were making some kind of ripples in the music industry I guess and then and I remember one of Matt's housemates was uh both of them were season ticket holders and I think for quite a few seasons we we can't couldn't get to games we were like so busy um and he sent us a video when the first time it happened. And he was like, they're playing, they're walking out to Black Magic. And we were like, what? And then, then we managed to get to a few games. And it was for quite a number of, se- I think it was two seasons they played it. They've stopped now because of their poor performances, I think. And it was actually hindering. They were like, oh, we're not walking out to this again. Please bring back Neil Diamond. Oh. Can't go um, but, you know, as Reading boys and, you know, we've all supported Reading as long as we've liked football, really. I mean, I think 
my dad took me to Elm Park to see Reading play Ipswich in I, can't, I was really young I can't I can remember standing up there was no seats <laughs> um, and then uh, so he's always been a Reading fan and so it was kind of ingrained into me and the other lads just because they were Reading as their local team and um, yeah yeah that is that is pretty cool to to have your sidewalk out to one of your tracks I was uh, I was going back through the old old Reading kits the other day and reminding myself that they had the poshest sponsor of all time in Waitrose. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that, was that during the Pardew era? Is that right? no, it was quite that, a long time. Was... It was like nine seasons, I read. They, they were sponsored by Waitrose for. It was, there must have been some ridiculous deal involved in that, but it was definitely the McDermott season when we went up. Hmm. Um, I can't remember... If it, when it first came in, it must have been just before McDermott, maybe. I think it was mid to late noughties that it came in, maybe. Or so I, I can't remember the article I read when what the dates were, but um. Yeah, that that's great. Would would Waitrose be your um, supermarket tour rider caterers of choice? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not even afraid to say definitely. No, no good on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I admire that. It's, it's the best not... supermarket to buy wine from, also. There you go. Which obviously, particularly relevant now. Yeah. With the new course. Um, Reading getting on. I think they're they're just below playoffs, aren't they? P- potentially mid-table, but could potentially get in there. Yeah, I can I can only really see a mid-table finish, to be honest. Which, considering the trouble they've been in for the last kind of few seasons, I think will be a good result, really. You know, managers coming in and out, and it's just been been turmoil, really. I think ever since ever since Stan went, really. I think from I've managed to speak to um, Chris Gunter at a festival that he came to, and we were playing at, and uh, he was saying that the whole team and the whole people around the 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 football club loved Stan. Yeah, and when he went, they were quite gutted about that. I think, because um, I mean, he got them into the playoffs and playoff final in the first, like, first go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think he was quite gutted about that. But um, Chris Gunter, yeah. for, for, I'm a Forest fan and uh, oh, yeah. former Forest player. So yeah, yeah. I, I think Reading and Forest share a that recent history has been quite similar. Lots of managers, lots of uh, turmoil, are never quite fulfilling what. They could promise. Uh, yeah, to I've always thought with Reading. Reading's problem is always when we get to the Premier League, they we never have enough money or can generate enough money to stay there. And it's mm. like I remember when uh, McDermott took us up, and there was I think there was an opportunity like Charlie Adam was at Swindon or something like that, and he was like the perfect strike partner for Shane Long. Mm. And like everyone was saying, like, why aren't we getting someone like that to partner, you know, Shane Long up front? Like, and it just never comes to fruition. They never spend just that like top money for a, another really great player to help us stay there. And then we come back free falling down <laughs> with our parachute payments behind our tails. <laughs> hey, Joe, I was going to ask you. Um, there's a on a previous episode last season. Um, we did a thing on. Uh, we normally do a feature of best of worst, and we just look at 
a topic and, and discuss some bits. We did one on chance, and um, Rob, who, who co-presents the show with us, is obviously not with us today. He, he picked up one that was um, hot dog, sausage roll, come on, Reading, score a goal. Yes. Have you heard that in the Majeski? Because we weren't sure if that was made up or not. Right. So I hate to believe that it's true, but Chris, our guitarist, who has little to no interest in football, says that that's his favourite chant from when he used to be dragged <laughs> along by his mum and dad. <laughs> so he must have, it must have been a chant at some yeah. point. But I really hope that it was him <laughs> hearing things because it's just so awful. It's pretty, it's pretty poor. I can see why kids would like it though. You know, you imagine taking your six-year-old to the game and they yeah. hot dog sausage roll at the top of their lungs. We've, we've won yeah. Family Club of the Year a few times, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Waitrose hot dog and sausage roll, of course. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> oh, oh, Waitrose you're deli sausage roll. Yeah, maybe with a little bit of chutney in as well. That'd be delicious. Artisan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you starting to miss life on the road again now. Now you kind of it's been a while. Was it when? When was the US tour? It ended in February. Was it, it? Well, I came home on the first of March. I flew home on the first of March. They stayed a few days in LA, I think. But um, yeah, I I am ready to go out and tour again now. But it's it's so well. difficult because I don't know, especially in our industry, and even quite a lot of big live sporting events i don't know how comfortable people are going to feel standing that close to each other again i, yeah. you know, I don't know how long that's going to take to recover um so the live the live industry is definitely going to be affected for that you know um but i think you know hopefully by next summer i think everything should be straightened out by then i think there'll be definitely like i think there'll probably be more barriers in terms of you know so only a certain amount of people can stand within a certain area. I think that'll probably be a thing if, that they'll have to think about. But um, yeah, we're ready to start touring again now. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, we definitely had enough of a break. But I don't, yeah, I can't see anything happening till next year. So just gonna write and write and record and try and yeah get another get album three together. Yeah, and how's how's the sort of writing recording process working remotely? Obviously, you can't get in the studio altogether, but I guess they're not that atypical, this day and age in some ways. Yeah, I mean, for us, the way we've kind of always done records or up until now, really, has been Matt writes kind of the bare bones ideas, either like voice note and an acoustic, it can be as simple as that, or he can put together you know, a more accomplished demo with, you know, if he's got like specific sounds that he's like really liking or, um, you know, song structure is kind of finished and then he sends that all to us and then we kind of wrap our ears around it and um we chat about you know what we think we could each like kind of bring to the song and stuff which parts we really like um but yeah we haven't been able to record any kind of serious demos or anything but we're uh we're thinking about trying to sort our little studio out to try and make it a bit more social distanced um because we don't have to go into the studio and start hugging each other or anything, yeah. you know, it's like, um, no, there's definitely no chance of me picking up Chris's guitar. So uh, I'll just stick to the drums and everyone can stick yeah. to their little designated areas. And hopefully we can start smashing out some, um, smash out some, some proper demos. So that's the plan, I think. 
If they can open Primark, then you guys can get back. <laughs> That's what I think as well. Yeah, if people are camping outside the front, then surely we can do a couple of hours in a rehearsal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Absolutely. And you've, I see you've done a few of the Amazons at home performances. Have you found those? They were quite good, actually. I don't have a drum kit here because mine's at the studio. I have a little practice uh, thing. But, um, yeah, I was really had to rack my brains about how to create recreate the mother acoustic uh track so i i thought okay well snare drum clapping i can do that bit i found a pot of like sesame seeds that could was like shaker i was like how do i get a kick drum sound and i was like i was trying loads of stuff in the house and i was thinking oh my neighbors are gonna get so annoyed with this <laughs> so i went downstairs to the bin shed and got the like recycling bin and I was like, yeah. that's got a great kind of sub kick to it. So I was like, I re- recorded myself playing that on the kick beats and it seemed to work a treat. So that's the audio you kind of hear on that, uh, that mother acoustic one anyway. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Well, we should definitely get the listeners to go and have a listen back to that. I'm sure Will and I have a lick after this as well. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Um, so we, we had a couple, we've had a little bit of correspondence in, Joe, to, um, if you don't mind, fielding a couple of questions from the fans. Cool. Do you want to kick off, Will, or do you want to jump yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something, someone called Hoblob, uh, Hoblob. has asked, uh, red, white, rosé or beer for watching football? Uh, I would say if it's a Saturday kind of lunchtime, it's got to be a beer, but yeah. you know, Champions League nights is probably a bottle of red for me. Nice weeknights yeah. reds. Yeah, you've got to, it's all about context, Hoblob. You've yeah, got to, you've got to say, and and also at a ma- at a match, you can't do any of those. But it's got a beer at half time, of course. I, yeah. I'd li- I'd like to see someone drinking a glass of rosé at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can do that if you pay about another three hundred quid, and you can get in a box. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's safe shelter. We had uh, something from Dave Blackmore from Surrey. He said he often compares great drummers to goalkeepers. Uh, which goalkeeper would you be and why? <laughs> Sounds like a blind date question. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> that is a fantastic blind date question as well. Oh my goodness, what? Um, okay, I would be Jens Lehmann because... Ooh. Um, I remember seeing a clip of him needing to go to the toilet once during a match and I feel his pain during like a set when I really need to go to the toilet but I can't just stop playing or leave the stage so that's probably yeah Jens Lehmann needing a wee halfway through (laughs) was that one where he did the like a stretch like a kind of like a sideways um, lunge type thing I think so or did he he hopped behind the um, like the the hoarding or something. I maybe I think he hopped behind the hoardings or something. I may have got that completely wrong, and I may have just made all of that up. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is a clip of him doing that. So I mean, he was an excellent character, Jens Lehmann as well. Yeah, he was. Piers from Boxer Rebellion when he was on the show told a great story. You saying about needing Wee on stage. Um, he was telling us about him checking his FPL team on stage whilst drumming. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow, that is I. I don't know. He must must have been a break, like with just the lead singer playing at that. Point. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think he's in he's in the league with one other guy, and at the end of the season, they uh, buy each other a curry, and it was like a crucial match, and uh, they it was only one match, and he was checking the scores and like secretly sort of yes, get That's in. Fantastic. Um, and he just signed Ibrahimovic, who scored two goals or something. That was exactly it. He'd made Zlatan his captain. Yeah, yeah, it was Zlatan. It's fantastic. That does cause the celebration. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah as well. Uh, yeah, Marco has asked, what is, what's been the best combo so far on Vine and Weinel? Uh Well, my favourite my favorite wine that I've had so far was um, an Australian Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, from is it Vas Felix, I think is the vineyard. And that's been my number one since we've been on this journey. I, I haven't found anything that's kind of topped that yet. Um, I can't remember what music we had for that week and whether it was, it was actually a, a combination of two. That's my favourite wine, though, um, right. that we've had. And then I guess like my favourite recommendation I, that I've given Fred, I think, at the moment is uh, a band from uh austin called the black pumas okay yeah um who like i think just for any occasion are just amazing to listen to i think that album you know rightly was nominated for you know for a grammy for them um uh but yeah i think it deserves a lot more recognition for sure yeah they've got one of those sort of timeless sounds haven't they yeah they really 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 do like the i call it like contemporary soul really yeah. in a way um and they just do it really really well um it's yeah a fantastic record brilliant and then the last question we had uh, was from rob who uh, is one of the uh hosts of the show he said according to wikipedia totness has a sizable and alternative new age community yeah and is known as a place where one can live a bohemian lifestyle do you know any new age bohemians <laughs> <laughs> i went to school with a lot of them did you yeah, um, do you know, Totnes, it's actually not like that anymore. Sadly, there, there was a real kind of changing of the guard almost. So I remember when I was growing up there, I left Totnes when I was 18. And just when I was like maybe 16, 17, they opened like a Costa in Totnes, uh. which was like up until then, there was no kind of big brand. Uh, retail outlets or anything like that on the town center it was all independently owned places um and yeah the the bohemian kind of characters seemed to kind of fizzle out after that a little bit it was kind of a shame i think but the high streets are changing all the time but i definitely noticed less of those kind of characters they were always really interesting people though you know like people just on the street making like wicker baskets that sounds like a generalization or like that but that is that actually happened you know that is a real thing sounds like a sort of a mini glastonbury town well it's actually totness i think second second to glastonbury was voted like the the second most bohemian place in in the country so it would make sense but yeah if you've been to glastonbury and you've seen like the you know the stone circle and all around that and the healing fields that is very top easy and then but we're now in post post boho top ness yeah yeah we are <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
So we should talk a bit about FPL, shouldn't we? Yes. Good. It's about time. What What are you going to do, Joe? What's, what's What are your thoughts? Well, here's where I was at. I was like, I've I was looking at the the scout reports because I I don't usually do that. I'm a man of you know I like to go my own way, like Fleetwood Mac. But I decided to get rid of these the following people. Pereira's gone, out, injured anyway. Uh, Maguire wasn't really floating my boat. He hasn't really done anything for me. Um, Willian, he's gone. Yeah. Um, who else has gone? Mount's gone and Gunn has gone and Callum Wilson has gone. Yeah. So I've had, because of the, the old free transfers, my team needed a complete overhaul. So in response to them going, I bought in, I've still got Schmeichel in goal for this uh, upcoming game week, but I've changed Gunn for, as my sub goalkeeper for Button because Gunn was doing me no favours. Yeah. Um, so I've got Schmeichel in goal. I've got Lundstrom, Van Dyke, and Simpson at the back. Nice. Um, Grealish, Mane, Traore, and Salah in midfield. Nice. And Ibanez, Vardy and Puki up front. Now, when I was at school, I was always told that, you know, goals win games. <laughs> and uh, that's what I've opted for, <laughs> in, <laughs> I think, <laughs> in this game week, which is, uh, yeah. I haven't yeah. got any City players in there, though, because I did toy with them, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't work my transfer budget to help me out there. It's going to be tough with City because, first of all, we know how much Pep loves his rotation. With there being five substitutes per game now, is he going to just make all five like after 10 minutes or something? Yeah. Um, it's, there's going to be so much rotation. And will he play youngsters? Like, Well, yeah, it's just um, I think KDB and Edison are the only two who will play all the time. Of yeah. The whole squad. yeah. Probably like the fullbacks rotate, the ports back, but only just. And Sane's back in midfield. Maros was playing well. Sterling was dipping in form. And you're trying to fit about six players into two positions there. So, and I think he'll take advantage. There'll be five subs every City game. Yeah. Without, without doubt. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I've still not made any transfers in mind yet. I'm just going to do it reactively on Wednesday. Like a complete... <laughs> I've been doing that the whole season. All of mine have been reactive. And look how that's got me. Which is yeah. why I've... I've opted for, you know, I love Van Dyke at the back because he gets you goals, he gets assists. Um, but the other, I mean, Lundstrom's had a good season for me. He's yeah. picked up quite a few points. Yeah. Um, I don't think, um, I don't think Callum Simpson's going to be playing for Bournemouth anytime soon. So he's just a bit of a, just a filler player for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, I really like Norwich's running, uh, which helped me with Pookie. I've had Campwell for a while as well, but yeah, they've got it all to do, haven't they, Norwich? So I, they've got nothing to lose, though. I think everyone's kind of written them off. So if they can just pick up a couple of wins, then they're back in contention, really. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're, I just think that teams who've got something to play for are good to get players in from because they'll they'll put it out every week, whereas. You know, Teams like Newcastle may just be like a player that like limp, limp over the finish line. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Rich, what's your verdict on Arsenal at the moment? I'm I'm toying with a couple of Arsenal players. I've got I've got a uh, Bamiang at the moment, and I'm not sure what's uh, to do with him. I don't know. In short, will because I think oh, there was well there was momentum <laughs> pre lockdown that just started building, um, but we've had like three or four players come back from injury during lockdown. Like Bellerin, now he's fully fit. He was playing before Tierney's fit again. So. Some of your options at fullback, we've still got at least four clowns in centre back. It doesn't really matter which ones you play, they're bound to have a ricket. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's some recent stuff about Bamiang and his contract. He's up next summer. So for Arsenal to, to get a transfer fee, if he wasn't going to renew, we'd need to sell this summer. And he's sort of been making a few sideways clowns at other clubs, which can be a good thing because he might be playing for a move or his heart might not be in it. I, I, I just don't know. It, I think I think Saka is a good shout with the five subs because he's only four point seven, and I think he'll get minutes in every game. I think now he'll probably play uh, in a rotation on the left of the front three, which you know, and he's down as a four point seven midfielder. So he's good. Aubameyang would be good, I'd definitely. And I'm toying with Tierney. Toying with Tierney, alliteration for you. Um, I mean, he is quality Tierney. Yeah, but I, it's hard. I mean, I've got one version of a team I nearly pushed confirm on. I had three Arsenal players in it. And I'm also thinking of one that's got none. So, I don't know, Will. Yeah, I might. I, I think I might have to watch. I might have to watch some stuff. I've not really, as we sort of said on the thing the other day, I've really not paid much attention to football for the last three months. So, I need it's to actually... So, like... It's so hard to, isn't it? Because because there's not been any football. You've, you've got no current form to go off. You've got like... How much? How many brownies did a bangerang eat yeah. against? How many did Kevin De Bruyne eat? And that's like it. So yeah. it, I, I really like the uh, like. So I'm actually like you say, going to give some of those people scrapping for the relegation a shot to see because if they can bang in some goals and you know and win a couple of games, well, at least win me this week's round. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, who knows. It is like bang back at the start of the season. It's just a shame you can't play your triple captain again. Yeah, that is a shame. I've got one more though left, haven't I? What's that little puppy I've got? Have you got a wild card left? Because I think yeah. you've, used, you've used your bench boost. Yeah, um, oh yeah, just a wild card, great. <laughs> so if it all goes wrong first week, you can yeah, change it all again. Cards. Oh, and you've yeah. got your free, you'll have your free hit as well. So you basically can oh. have loads of different sides. It's perfect. <laughs> you put different different team out each week. You might yeah. have seen me climb in the league, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all those shots at a different team every week. Yeah, exactly. Stranger things like, have happened. Yeah. I'll just put... Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Have you got any, any big moves ahead of the weekend or you're, you're just going to wait till Wednesday? Yeah, I, I need to properly get into it. I think I'm going to... Um, have a proper read of things, watch some Sky Sports news, find out how the friendlies have been going because there's been a few friendlies. Yeah, I've seen that Haller has scored for West Ham in a few games. Um, and he well, West was Ham in... feel like a club to maybe not touch with a barge pole. Right? I just don't know. But Haller was on good form before before the yeah, break. Um, so he could be a nice option. Actually, um, my brother, my brother's a season ticket holder at West Ham. We were talking the other day and he's saying they've got uh, a lot of players that he feels are kind of big occasion bottlers. But mm. once you take him out of the stadium and all the other fans, you might actually see a completely different West Ham without that pressure from the crowd on their backs. Yeah. The only uh, thing is... more hope and expectation from <laughs> They've got a really tough first few games. Um, 
They've got Wolves, they've got Spurs, they've got Chelsea. So I might just wait and see how they get on in those before I make any, yeah. any yeah. weird. Well, we should actually we should have a, we should have a look at the fixtures uh, that are coming up. Yeah, so we've got the double yeah. game the double game week games, um, which will be fun. I yes, Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal versus Man City will be interesting, or City versus Arsenal, and what's the other one? Sheffield United versus Villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Villa Villa versus United. Uh, at six o'clock, and then Man City Arsenal at eight fifteen. Um, so yeah, the, the game week deadline is five o'clock. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna basically take the entire day off work and <laughs> focus on my team. No one, will, no one will know. Uh, it's fine. I'll just pretend <laughs> I'm on Zoom calls. Yeah, that can work. It'll be a bit like the old uh, the FA Cup back in back in the day, where you'd sort of turn the TV on at midday and. Just to kick back into three hours of build-up. Yeah, Villa and Sheffield United unveiling their lockdown <laughs> songs. <laughs> There's no mascots, though, are there? I mean, I guess that's probably fairly obvious with no crowd to entertain. But that'll be a, a weird little. Point. It's oh, going to yeah. be so weird, isn't it? Watching yeah. no crowd, like no atmosphere, really at all. It's going to be like watching. Uh, uh, football league manager you know and you watch them like run around the pitch and it's like <laughs> nothing really going on you're waiting for someone to score yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll see we're waiting to see if they pump in noise or anything like that <laughs> that would be so good if they did <laughs> I hope they do I, I think there's, there's been we talk about Friday Rob had this uh, yeah this fantasy of a guy just with a, a, a desk of effects that he could just push the U when the shot narrowly <laughs> sound sound soundboard yeah. what, what a gig I mean well there are there's a lot of um, you know obviously live music crew out of work for a considerable well, yeah, considerable period of time aren't there maybe that's yeah. an alternative part of employment oh, that's, yeah, yeah definitely you guys should definitely do that actually you should create uh, your own if you're watching at home and you want to create your own sound effects um, <laughs> a, a new uh, Amazon's uh, soundboard <laughs> loads of yeah. loads of Andy Gray just going oh you're daunting or just, even though this keeper's just saved it just every time it'll be brilliant lockdown lessons do you know I had a really good time at the beginning of lockdown teaching myself how to cook like really basic things I know everyone got on the cooking hype pretty heavy and, uh, you know, there was lots of banana bread and all that kind of stuff. But I actually kind of taught myself how to make like bread from scratch and um, I was cooking, I was cooking loads at the beginning, which my wife loved. And then I got told to stop because I was just cooking like too much, basically. <laughs> too much cooking. <laughs> but I think learning that my, that my lockdown thing has been, yeah, just going back to basics. I love cooking and I, you know, I, I really enjoy it, but I, I hadn't made like, what did I make as well? I made like custard tarts from scratch. Ooh, nice. Uh, like pasta, like those kind of things just, just to, you know, one for something to do, but I also think it's quite good if you can master those basic things. But really? And it's quite, it's quite a therapeutic that, particularly pasta and bread, like just the process yeah. going through it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a great lesson. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I went. I was the same at the very beginning. I think I was kind of going a bit crazy on that. So I like made this massive batch of tomato chili jam, which was amazing. Oh, nice. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. I really went to town on the Zoom cookbook, which is just 
Oh, so, that's everything unreal. is so complicated, but it's amazing. <laughs> I think that's another thing. My dad always used to cook a curry from the Rick Stein uh, India cookery. It was a Carolyn biryani, fish biryani. And just toasting the spices and stuff and making that like paste from scratch. It's so time consuming, but it makes a hell of a difference. It really does. Yeah, yeah. it's well worth it. Um, and I just think I, it was a good, um, certainly at the beginning, good way of taking your mind off everything and just kind of relaxing. Even though I was still working hard, uh, <laughs> Universal had me under the gosh. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it, it was a nice little, um, yeah, distraction definitely. And I've still, I've kept it up a bit. We've definitely been doing some some good meals um but I think as the weather improved and I started I've been doing a lot more barbecues and getting some yeah. excellent meat from ginger pig and just like oh nice going to town on the barbecue um that's been good oh yeah that's actually another I guess that's another lockdown thing is I've I've learned not to buy like like two separate steaks for me and Charlotte I buy like one bigger bit of meat instead yeah and it makes so much difference just sharing a bigger bit of meat and rather than two eight pound like eight quid steaks spend more and get you know yeah definitely i i bought a um bit of prime prime rib from ginger pig and we did that on the barbecue with some pan fried potatoes that oh. we did on the barbecue and oh, amazing ama- like amazing <laughs> meal it was so yeah good. that is awesome that's, that's that's been a nice thing actually just those like those little treats you don't give yourself because maybe you're spending money elsewhere because you're out and about. You actually, you know what? It's just, it's just eat well and like yeah. really enjoy it rather than for you know, functionality's sake. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, I'm hungry now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am now as well. So, Joe, what have you got on for the rest of the week? Anything exciting? Uh, no. In a word, nothing. Like this is today's been a like. Yeah, I've had. This is my third like podcast that I've done today, which is out of the ordinary usually, but it's been nice to fill my day with like meaning, well, yeah, meaningful stuff. Uh, Wednesday's Vine and Wino again. And no, just nothing interesting. (laughs) 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 What album are you doing on on Wednesday then? Um, We are looking at, well, we're looking at the the right bank of Bordeaux because we did the left bank last time, which is, um, yeah, the Medoc region. Yeah. Heav- more heavily kind of Cabernet Sauvignon to Merlot. And then the right bank, uh, got Saint Emilion wine, which yeah. is kind of more Merlot based. And I'm going to talk about a band from Brighton. They don't have an album out yet, but they're called Creatures. Okay. Um, and they put out a... And it's kind of an EP. It's longer than an EP, I think. And it's called, um, and I can find it. Where have you gone? I think it's called like Punt of the Glitter. Oh, Runt, Runt of the Glitter. Oh, nice. Very good. Runt of the Glitter. <laughs> Runt of the Glitter. But it's kind of, they've got this kind of spaghetti western kind of sound to them. And I think they're, um, they kind of remind me of a, a mix between Jefferson Aeroplane and the Last Shadow Puppet. Okay. Oh, wicked. Um, yeah, cool. Which is a strange thing. But this came out this year, this EP came out in 2019, but Freddie particularly likes um, kind of good, the bad and the ugly theme tune and 
likes that kind of spaghetti western stuff so yeah. i think he'll really like them hey wicked yeah. i'm gonna check that out as well that sounds great yeah we'll have a, we'll have a listen on wednesday all right, lads, how are we? <laughs> Honour and privilege, Scotty Carson here, Manchester City's main goalkeeper up in Manchester to, uh, during the old uh, Corona beer, <laughs> Corona beer lockdown. Um, stay alert, lads, I am. I'm staying very alert, um, doing the so-and-so distancing, staying two metres apart. <laughs> Had a joke with... Uh, Nicholas Mendai the other day about how he's been doing so and so distance in his whole career, <laughs> staying two metres apart from the strikers he's meant to be marking. <laughs> Little joke, didn't like it, couldn't understand properly. But anyway, lads, uh, honour and privilege, enjoy the old Corona beer, because it's also oh, a beer called Corona, lads. <laughs> oh, anyway, lads, hope you're keeping well, stay alert, lads, and uh, all the best, yeah, cheerio. Well, well, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. It's been a little little time in the making, so it's great to have you on, and we wish you all the very best for your imminent push up the league and thank winning you. the Battle of the Drummers. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, and thanks, listeners, for listening. Um, obviously, get in touch on the usual channels, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can email us, fffangover at gmail.com. And don't forget, Check out Vine and Wine uh, this Wednesday, 6 p.m. on IG Live. Nice. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot, Joe. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. Thanks, Joe. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Please um, rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get cross.